0: Get Here yeah. we go, so you get a chance tonight to win. I don't know, what, we're, what are we giving away, season tickets to the Seahawks or a uh, pair uh, of tickets to the Seahawks?
1: Can I say I was not aware we were doing our own special, and maybe I wouldn't have been. I mean, I, I want to support the station. I want people to do no, well this and have makes success. No, this makes it better. I, I, don't, I don't want to come off as this guy that was crapping all over the station's great idea.
0: No, wait it's not crapping over the great idea. It's some people we've just ignored. Some people uh, love it. There's a lot of people listening right now. Hell, mm-hmm. we'll ask. Uh, I know. Lunch with listeners today. We have had, uh, comedian Craig uh, Gass is going to stop on by. He's got a yes. show. He's got a show this weekend uh, here in town. We'll ask him. But we'll, I'll, I mean, if we can open up the phone lines at some point during that hour, of course, lunch with listeners brought to you by the Other Coast Cafe. I mean, are people going to tune in tonight? I think it's a great question. Because I think there people are the people like it. And,
1: there are people that but there's like. There's people that are
0: like, but there's also people are like you know what? I could care less. Now, if you're driving home, uh, it's actually perfect if you're softy. Because if you're driving home,
1: yeah, which I'll be doing tonight.
0: You you know you're just I, what I, I'm to flip it on. Oh, I gotta find out when the Seahawks
1: are playing. Who? Okay. Fine. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, look, and the people that are into it, I am not going to try and change anybody who's into it in a terrible position, and it really drives
0: me nuts because I I hate it, and then you're making me defend
1: it. Well, let's bring Crabtree on Mm -hmm. and then have him because he's another one who is a a big schedule guy. He'll be dialed up tonight watching things, and uh, uh, don't you think?
0: Curtis uh, joins us on here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Uh, uh, Curtis, uh, uh, you big NFL schedule release guy. Uh, de- define big. Are you going to sit at home or sit over at Safeco Field because you only have a few days to do this now with a big dip in your mouth and then watch the NFL schedule release while covering the Mariners game?
2: I, I-, I will be watching the schedule release for for news purposes. Uh, we already know who they play, so it's not like we're getting... It's not like back in um, you know the pre-current CBA days or back before they realigned the divisions and so forth where the schedule was kind of like this... this- new thing where you didn't know who they were going to play. And so you get, to, you get to find out the whole schedule and all those things. You know every team that's going to be on the schedule. You're just finding out the order in which they play them tonight. So it's probably a little overblown. And I actually uh, like it. And-
0: I interrupt you. I liked it back then when you had no idea who they were going to play, other right. than obviously your division. Right. You had no idea who they were going to play. Like I, there was there was some intrigue in that one. Like, like if, all right, I, I, I'm excited to see who they're going to face this year because yeah. you didn't know.
1: Like, if there was a chance they were going to announce tonight that the Patriots have to play 15 consecutive weeks on the road, yeah. I would tune in. If I thought there yeah. was a chance that was going to happen, no. I'd tune into because that'd be entertaining. But it's, I, I I don't know. Whatever. We've probably ranted about this long enough. There's got to be more oh. important <laughs> things to talk no. to Curtis about. This. To hear me rant about this thing and how crazy. But it is.
0: Curtis has got to sit there and do it because it not only works for us, but Curtis is also Curtis is also working for, for Pro Football Talk, so he's got to cover that story and that angle as well. It's a it's a big it's yeah. a big deal for Pro Football Talk tonight. For PFT
2: tonight, we'll probably have about ten to fifteen posts on the schedule. I would assume by the time. Um, we run through the gamut of everything going on across the league, for sure.
1: Can you do one thing, and I don't want you to screw around with your job, Curtis. You actually do a great job for them, and and and, and it's been fun to watch your career as you've moved up, man. You you've you've done yep. some great work. But are, are you are you big enough a big enough deal over there now that you could put out at least one either tweet or or some note that says, uh, "I, Curtis Crafty have confirmed the Ravens and Steelers are playing twice this year. We we have exclusive sources tell me <laughs> that those two will be meeting twice this year. I'll have further details later." Could would you do that for me, or is that violate some sort of code of ethics?
2: Well, we, well, we could probably add in, you know, I uh, can confirm the Ravens and Steelers are, are going to meet two times for each of the next
1: 15
0: seasons or something pretty easily as well at yeah,
1: this point. That would
0: be some breaking news, I'll tell fantastic. you. Fantastic. Curtis, have you ever dipped some Copenhagen before? No. No, I didn't think so. You've never had a sip of alcohol. Why would I ask somebody who's never had a sip of alcohol if they've had a, a, a dip of tobacco well, that's, that's not, that would that's be not accurate. Oh, I thought you hadn't had a sip of alcohol. No, that's not
1: accurate. Oh, he did not mean this morning.
0: Yeah, well, I thought you told me that you've never had any alcohol. You're just not no, a drinker. You've had no. a sip of alcohol before?
1: Yes. Well, yes. this is breaking news. You don't know much about Curtis at all, I do a you?
0: lot about Curtis, but I thought I was I was accurate in my statement that he's never had a drop of alcohol. All right. Well, this is big news. I, I mean, I think our relationship can finally grow now, Curtis. <laughs>
1: Curtis looking at the clock Curtis, going. Why have I agreed to this? But he do does this?
0: this. This is every visit uh, he does this. Um, all right. Any Mariner news today? I know that I think I just saw a, a quick uh, headline that Mike Zanino appears to be coming back to the squad. I think this weekend.
2: Yeah, they, the plan is for Zanino to meet him in Texas. Um, you know, for him to play nine innings last night and then to turn around and make it up for their day game today didn't seem particularly reasonable. So he'll join him on the road, uh, assuming everything went well last night. It sounds like it did. That he would uh, join him in Texas tomorrow, so that would obviously necessitate a move with one of the two catches they have on their roster. But uh, you know, Margum will get the start today, and then um, they'll make a decision about that uh, moving into tomorrow.
1: And and what I've lost track in all the excitement. When is D Day? When is the day they'll need a fifth starter? And that's when we'll really see Curtis what they're going to do with Ichiro, because the logical thing would be to do that, and that would be. If you're going to release him, I, I think, right? Am I missing something? That would be the day that if they're going to release him, it would likely happen. Uh, you know, It may happen down the road, but that if it's coming this weekend, it would be when, Saturday, Sunday?
2: Well, they uh, would need the fifth starter for, for Sunday's game, so okay. that's when they need the roster spot for Arasmo Ramirez, who will make that start. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, there's some roster hoops that they can jump through a little bit over the next couple of days to where something he may not need to do it until Sunday one way or the other, but I don't know what their their call on it's going to be. I mean, we've heard Jerry DePoto say that they are comfortable with the idea of going with a five-man outfield group right now, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they try to do that moving forward, even though it basically puts, you know, each in a spot where he's likely not going to play very much at all. If that's the case, and they could ship, you know, ship down a, a reliever and go with a seven-man bullpen for a stretch until um, something necessitated, you know, a, a change there. But I, I don't know what they're calling. It's ultimately going to be you have Ryan Healy getting close to getting back as well, which is going to, you know, force them to do something else there. Uh, you got Zanino coming back. You know, Gamal obviously got back yesterday. It's creating a roster crunch for sure, and it's gonna. It's either putting them in a position where they've got to find a way to, to make it feasible to carry Ichiro for a while or um, come to a point where they have to make a tough decision about a guy who was a major part of their history for, for a significant part of the 2000s. So um, that's kind of the situation
0: they're in. I mean, they could massage it. So Sunday they could make a – you could send a – Wade LeBlanc. Well, maybe not Wade LeBlanc. I mean, you could, you could send out somebody in the bullpen. Uh, what is it, like 10 days they have to be down there in Tacoma before they can they could come back up? I mean, you could. Yeah. There's some things that they could do to, in order to to make it work where they would not have to make a decision on each row. Now, and then think about Ryan Healy here for a second. I mean, they, he, they went into the season with Ryan Healy being their everyday first baseman. I mean, not, not platooning, not doing anything like that. So, Healy could come back up. Or they could send Dan you know Vogelbach down. I mean, Vogelbach is is you know he's a nice offensive player. He's got pop. He's not good defensively, and so you know you could and then Romine. Well, who would play first? Well, Romine can play every position, so he can he can sit there and play the infield. I, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just a, being unfair. Th- this to me is the is embarrassing. I, I just think all oh, this is so embarrassing to me. What they're doing right now with each it, it's just it is clear. The guy cannot play anymore, and the fact is that the other day when they were facing McCullers, they could have had Ben Gamble playing in left field against a right-hander, but they didn't want to do anything with Ichiro, so they didn't call him up. I mean, I just want to know what we're doing here. What are we doing? Are we trying to win games? Are we trying to have a send-off for a former great? I mean, it's just it's it's laughable to me. I mean, it just is. He's not... And I love each other, what he did for the city, and he did for everything. Right, right. And that's not, that's not taking away any of that stuff.
1: You, you can, you can this, feel both ways. This
0: is just, it's beyond time. And I don't Good. think it's a tough decision. It's not. It's obvious. And just do it already.
1: Curtis, do you get any vibe out of the clubhouse or out of anybody you've talked to that there's any, any irritation about this at any levels, whether it's the manager's office or players who are looking at it, or, or, or has there been any discussion that way?
2: Well, the I mean, the only hint, if you want to try to read into things, would, would have been when, you know, Scott Service talked before the game the other day and talked about, yo, well, yeah, Ben Gamble's ready to go, but he's not up here for roster reasons. I think that might have been your way of seeing him kind of poking at it a little bit to say there, there's, you know, some sort of a, a way to read into that.
0: And, and then I heard, you know, the, you know I heard the, the guys yesterday in the afternoon talking about Softy and, and Fane and Shocky and, and I think he and and I would just disagree with what I think Shocky brought up in his point was because I think they softly asked, hey, you know, well, whose call is it? And they're like, well, well, it's Jerry's call, and and Jerry wouldn't do this. Jerry wouldn't just keep him on the roster to have some farewell tour for Ichiro. Well, there's an agree. I agree and disagree. I agree with that. That if it was Jerry's call, 100, he this guy wouldn't even be on the team. Mm. I think, and then so I don't. I think for Kevin, I think Kevin's point was, there's no, and maybe I'm reading him or I heard him wrong, but there's no influence from above, Mather, Stanton, others. Mm. I, I disagree with that. I mean, you have to acknowledge at some point there there is a percentage of the pie of some sort that made the call above Jerry. I mean, one, he's the owner, and the other one's the president. They, if they want something to happen, something's going to happen. It's right. their call. And to not acknowledge that—that that one of those two guys could say, "Yeah, we want him on the team, and you need to keep him on the team." And, you know, I would hope Jerry would fight tooth and nail, and maybe he did and it didn't work out, or or maybe I'm wrong, and this was Jerry's call all the time.
1: Well, and again, we're only to you know, the, the gamble thing that Curtis brought up a minute ago is, is is the one note where you could say they could have done something, but also we could also say that they they still haven't really been put into the box where they have to do anything yet, and that box is coming up pretty quick in the next few days, right, Curtis?
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing we don't know is what happens if um, you know D Gordon runs into the wall and twists an ankle and is out three weeks today, yeah. and all of a sudden you need an extra outfielder for a while. That, that's why they don't make the decisions until they have to make them. Um, but you know, it's certainly it's certainly worth looking at just the idea, uh, like going back to them signing him in the first place, because you could you could see this scenario coming down the track. Sure. It wasn't that hard to do because Ben Gamel, you knew was going to be back not too long into the season. You could have easily just decided to keep a Kirk Newland who's down in Tacoma, uh, let Guillermo Heredia play for a good chunk of the first month of the season. Um, find some, you know, Taylor Motter could could have worked in some days there as well. Um, Andrew Romine they say can play the outfield too they they could have found options to go through to to patch it over with an outfield situation that they had or, or just another free agent that they don't have the history with um, to patch that decision over and not put themselves in a position where when Ben Gamble got back, that you put yourself in the situation of having to make a tough call on, on, on a player who has, has the history with the franchise that each year of does. So I think you can look at it as much as when they sign them as it is the decisions that they're going to make right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, new and high so you're down to come. I don't think he's on the 40-man roster, so you'd have to make a decision there with him. But I, I don't know. I, I just – I just, it's just not a tough decision. And the fact is that they, they – you know, I think that the fact is that they're delaying this to, to massage it even more because they don't have to make the call now. I, I don't know why people aren't more upset about that. Especially the other day when Gamble was ready to go, and they literally didn't bring him up against a great pitcher McCullers, and they still had Ichiro back. And then, and you, you can read between the lines with with uh, with service. I mean, he's like, "Hey, this is out of my hands. I I can't make the call on this one. This is this is being this call is being made by by somebody above me." But uh, we'll see how it plays out. I just I don't. Know. I'll repeat what I said. I just I find it embarrassing, but that's just me. Uh, as a Mariners fan, uh, let's switch gears over to, to the Seahawks. Uh, we went over the uh, the great scheduled day release today. Uh, tune in to Softie at 5 o'clock today. He'll have, he'll, Indeed. He'll have the release today I'll
1: lock here it down.
0: on 950KJR. The, uh, the draft next week, um, are we hearing anything in, in terms of the rumblings with, with Earl Thomas? Uh, what, what's uh, what's in the winds right now in Seahawk land, Curtis? Uh, I haven't heard anything new
2: on the Earl front, but I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they're continuing to be open to offers for him whether they're going to get a deal offered to them that they feel like is worth the value of trading Earl it's tough to say um you know but you know we saw the Jason Lock and Ford report you know a couple weeks back where they were asking for a first and a third and thought they could get maybe even more than that I'm not I'm not sure if that plays out or not but I think the draft is obviously the the kind of uh, end point where you think that something is either going to happen or it's not, and then you figure out where to move forward from there. I, I mean, I thought it was kind of funny when when Softy noticed yesterday that Earl no longer has a photo outside the stadium. That was, <laughs> which was that kind was of an great. interesting thing. So, <laughs> you know, I, if you want to, I guess read into that what you will. I don't know <laughs> who the heck knows. I mean, but um. Yeah, I, I it certainly wouldn't shock me if they dealt him at this point in time. But it wouldn't shock me if uh, nothing came together and he ends up playing out 2018 with them, and they figure out some way to to do a contract with him and keep him from the future. Either I think I think it could, could go either way.
1: To uh, to Softy's thing, I'll tell you what, news has been broken weirder ways than well, that. You know, to say, hey, guess what? They just took this guy down. What does that mean for the future? So he may, maybe I would read into it. I yeah, mean, I listen. I yeah. think it's,
0: I mean it's fun. I mean, I listened to him yesterday talk about it, but. And I was, like, kind of laughing and giggling about it. But, yeah, I mean, there's something there when you're scraping a, the, the the image of an all-pro off the side of your building.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Curtis, I'm looking at, uh, at different, uh, believe it or not, I'm actually looking at some mock drafts. And I saw one where five quarterbacks go in the first nine picks. Everybody has five going in the first round. First nine picks, a quarterback run. Uh, of the five, in, in your mind, as a guy who watches this stuff pretty closely, who's the big? what's the bigger risk? It's Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma, uh, Josh Allen of Wyoming, Lamar Jackson of Louisville, and Josh Rosen of UCLA. Seems to be that, that Rosen has big upside, but maybe the biggest risk. That's how I would look at it. How, how do you see it among these five? Who would make you the most nervous if you had to select one of these guys and you get the fifth one?
2: I, I think it would be Josh Allen to me. Mm-hmm. partly, I mean, just because of the completion percentage factor, the fact you look at what he did at Wyoming, and he just didn't complete many passes when all things were said and done. He's got a can an arm, um, but ultimately, you know, it's got to get to the target you want it to get to. Otherwise, it's not going to matter. And unless that can, you know, clear it clean up a little bit, it, it going into the pros, where the defenses are tougher and you've got to anticipate the throws even more than you do in college, Um, that one would scare me a little bit. Now there's uh, there's obviously the potential there, and I'm not saying there's not, but ultimately I would take a quarterback that can get the ball to where it needs to go more so than the guy with the A++ arm strength. But certainly there's a reason teams are enticed by that as well. Um, You know, you have, you know, Baker Mayfield's got, you know, some concerns, Lamar Jackson as well. But um, that one would just, because of the track record of what he's done in Wyoming, um, that one would make me a little uncomfortable for sure.
0: The, um, you know, I think that's the – you know, we had, we had Charles Davis on yesterday who's going to join us uh, every single week here for the next several weeks, you know, uh, breaking down the NBA – or excuse me, the NFL draft and then recapping the NFL draft and some of the off-the-field off, off the uh, storylines as we head into training camp is that, yeah, I mean, I think some of these guys are good, but you don't feel overwhelmed by any of these quarterbacks that are coming out. I think the interesting thing with Baker Mayfield is this, that it, he's the guy that everyone kind of falls in love with because you like the way that he plays. Mm-hmm. But I think you do. It is weird how we judge quarterbacks and, and how and how the lens and the color of that lens changes with the player. No one is killing Baker Mayfield for acting like an ass off the off the field and on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, just imagine if he looks a little different. What what the what the commentary starts to be with Baker Mayfield? I mean, he gets arrested, running away from cops. He's grabbing his crotch on the field. He's planting a flag in the middle, but it's all because he's a competitor. He's scrappy. Yeah, he's scrappy. You know, he admits, did did I see this correctly, Curtis, yesterday or today, he admits that, I didn't really study the Chargers playbook all that much when I met with him. I mean, I I don't know. We we want to talk about red flags all the time with guys. I don't know. If I'm a quarterback and I'm getting ready to the biggest interview of my life, I would probably cram pretty hard for the Chargers playbook. So when they ask me a question, that i pretty much have that down.
2: Well, I mean, as much as anything – when was the last quarterback that came out of the Big 12 that really became a decent quarterback in the NFL? Mm. And that, that's part of yeah. it too. Like get, that conference has not translated quarterbacks to the NFL with any real success. And so, you know, Baker Mayfield could very well be the next line of of quarterbacks like that, whether it's been all the Texas Tech quarterbacks throughout the years, Vince Young, Colt McCoy, um, you know, um, Chris Sims, you um, the other quarterbacks to come out of Oklahoma throughout the year. I mean, they they haven't really produced a quarterback that's been anything worthwhile. Brandon Weeden from Oklahoma State. They haven't had the success in the NFL. I think that's one thing to to be concerned about too. On top of the. The, you know, the personal issues potentially there with Baker Mayfield. All
0: right, buddy, you, you got the coverage of the game today. Uh, you can find up uh, find all of his information on the Mayors and Seahawks up at SportsRadioKJR.com. You can also follow Curtis on Twitter. Uh, I ask you to do so, especially next week. If you're not following him, do so now. He's got great insight, great knowledge. And, of course, with the uh, the draft next week, he'll have it all covered over at the VMAC. You can follow Curtis on Twitter, at Curtis underscore Crabtree. All right, I got a can of Copenhagen for you. I'll bring it over to the press box. We'll sit down. and We'll enjoy a baseball game later today. Okay. All right. See you guys. There he is.
1: Well, he is calling. Crabtree. He's calling his agent right now and going, do, "Do I have to keep doing that show? They just oh, rant he, and they scream at he me. He doesn't. And...
0: He. I'm telling you, he. Um... He never wants to come on with me ever again. Yeah. I mean, he does it every single week.
1: Hey, did you uh, nine or eight? Did you talk to any of the guys with the signs yeah. over here? Did you ask them a sports we've, question. Well, we've
0: got it. We've got. We we've got. We got to take a break. Uh, nine or eight? Man on the street. He's been out for twenty minutes and he's already back with his tail <laughs> between his legs. We'll find out what happened.
1: The puck and the gas man on your home for Seattle's best NFL
0: draft coverage. Sports Radio nine fifty KJR. Uh, if you want to see what uh, how the gas man and I are doing right now here Jimmy's on first uh, I visit uh, I implore you to visit uh, Jason Puckett 20 on Twitter. I put up a picture right now where uh, the kind of state that we are in right now as we are getting ready. Uh, for Mariners Baseball, in about an hour from now, we're going to head on over there, enjoy a couple of uh, adult beverages. And you know what? Just to, to stick it to the man, I may go buy a can of Chew and just and just Chew. I'm going to go up to the guys in the green jackets just with a, the biggest dip, the Jason yeah. Duffner-sized dip in my bottom lip, and just be like, see that right there? That's and, Chew, and this is America.
1: And can I tell you, we're going to be in great seats, too. I mean, they won't Aww. miss you. We are going to be in really good seats today. Good, good stuff, too. So they're going to the, see you the with the And the Muckety
0: Mucks love a good, just big, stink. I mean, the chew where it's, it's coming over the bottom lip, yeah. dripping down the chin. That's what I'm going to go for today.
1: So our friend Craig Gass is going to stop right. by today. Yes. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. It's a true story that, uh, you know, he had to leave town after his posse and my posse got into a huge dispute. I want to say it was like 98, and there was like, look, you can't have two gases in this town. <laughs> and, and at the time, and here's, here's the really sad thing for me. Here's the sad thing for me is that at the time, had that actually happened... I would have been the winner because my career was much bigger oh, than Craig Gass' nice career baby. at that. Now, Craig Gass has gone on. Huge deal. He, he's uh, Sex in the City. He does Voices on Family Guy. He wrote for Howard Stern. He did jokes for Stern. His career, he just it's been like a rocket ship, comparatively speaking, to my sorry ass. And And so I got him thrown out of town, and then look what happened. He owes me some... Some credit, I think, Something. for the great success he's yeah, had.
0: He's going to join us lunch with listeners coming up at noon, brought to you by Other Coast Cafe, a fantastic sandwich shop with three great locations in Seattle, Ballard, Queen Anne, and Capitol Hill. And, again, uh, Craig, comedian, will join us uh, coming up at noon. He's got his show, shows at the Laps Comedy Club. He's got one on Thursday and also one on Friday, so we'll talk about that. And he's a huge, he's a huge sports fan. He's a huge uh, Mariners fan, huge Seahawks fan. Um, and then, it, yeah, it's so weird. The
1: he's lived all over the country. He's not from here, but he did live here for a while. But he is an absolute crazy Seattle sports fan. He, does, he does his schedule for his tour around when the M's and the Seahawks are on the road. I don't think he's a big Sounders guy, but with the M's and the Seahawks, he builds shows around where they're going to be. So he might be watching the NFL schedule show tonight, he's the kind of guy who who would be doing that I, and, and would have a good I, time. I can't concentrate right now. Uh, you're having a hard time they, staying focused, aren't you? you. That just, just move on. <laughs> Just move on. I'm, tell, I'm I you.
0: I can't do move it. Move on, Hannibal Lecter. Move our server, on. Hannibal Lecter. I'm telling you, this is great. going to get me.
1: This is great. <laughs> and Matt, Matt, you're aware we're on the radio. You're of aware course. No, this I'm is not a public aware. Public forum.
0: Well, I can't get past that. I can't get past. Do you know the the good looking blonde that waved at you? and Said oh, yeah, hi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's you that's do know team. her. That's
1: who we're sitting with today. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll be
0: sitting next to her. That's I'm sitting fine. next to you. Yeah, that's fine. I don't fine. need to sit next to we you or him. It.
1: Yeah, no, we can arrange it. It's yeah, great. Right. It, it, Hold it, it on. Let me, let, me, great. let me
0: get this off real quick. Yeah, yeah right. These rings, they don't come off there easy anymore.
1: That's good. Um,
0: What was I going to say? I didn't even know where I was going to go. I've got a, a question
1: for you. Had I had
0: something great planned, and now I can't even remember uh, what it was. Well,
1: that's a, you're very distracted today. You are all over the road. huh? What about your email? The
0: email. Oh, the email. Oh, yeah. This email, this is what got me distracted. So Terry Ryan. We've talked about Terry Ryan a ton on this show. You right. back in the day, and p- people don't know, Terry Ryan is our is our engineer He's a at, at iHeart uh, Media. He's a legend in the business.
1: He's worked all over town. He was Bob Rondo's personal engineer for years and years. He handled everything that Rondo did. Rondo didn't go yes. to the store without Terry Ryan checking to make sure everything at the store and, was And working.
0: really, if, if someone were asked me, who's the most powerful person at iHeart? I would honestly would say Terry.
1: Yeah, he'd be in the list because he can do things.
0: He can do things, and he can green light anything. Mm, So anytime that we try to go do something, if we can do it, if Terry wants to do it. Yeah, right. If Terry doesn't want to do it, we're not going to go. And so I'm saying if we're going to want to go broadcast someplace, if Terry wants to go, he'll make it work. If Terry looks at it and goes yeah I'm not going to do that he'll come up with an excuse why we can't go
1: well for example when i when I did this uh, this deal with 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 you to be uh, to be a, a co-host on the show, uh, we talked about you know and this is a fairly common thing anymore we talked about maybe putting a small little studio in my house so I did not right. have to come down. and and, and especially and, on fridays and on Fridays, thought, that'd be nice if I could spend Friday up on the island and have to deal with the friday commute and I, I went to Terry Ryan and I said, hey you know could could we put a studio in my house and his answer told me all I needed to know about how interested he was in it because he looks at me and goes, how much bandwidth do you have? <laughs> and do, Let me ask
0: you, do I, you know I, what bandwidth is? I,
1: I looked at him and said, not only do I not know how much bandwidth I have, I don't know who I'd talk to. I'm not sure. I have no idea how I'd find out. And the whole thing has died since then. Uh, Nothing has happened. Because
0: he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't it. want to do it. It's he, clear. Doesn't, he doesn't want to go up there. He doesn't want to, you know. Yeah, but if but if Ian asks him, hey, hey, Terry, I'd like to do a show at the Showware Center, to preview the WHL playoffs, he, done deal. Big he, hockey he's, guy. He's out the door before Ian even finishes the sentence. He's always been a big hockey Huge guy. Huge hockey,
1: yeah. But yeah. I love
0: Terry it up. Yeah. So he sends out these emails, and he sent out this email today. And if anyone who has works in a business, you may have an engineer or an IT guy. When they write emails, it's if they use so much of their jargon. I would, I would assume people see that when they read these emails. You don't understand what they're saying. Right. Well, at least I don't. Right. I'm not very smart. right? So he sent out this email today. Uh, this is in, in regards to next week all of our remotes because we're going to be at the Dino's for Softies Moller Millen Mock Draft. Right. At right. Dino's next Wednesday. It uh, kicks off our draft coverage. Thursday, I believe we're at Ian will be at Dino's and Friday and then everyone's going over to the VMAC
1: right. yeah. to do all of our shows. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, so Terry writes an email. Uh, the subject line, remote laptop computers. <laughs> he goes, uh, with the remotes next week and going forward, I need to remind all of you of the need to have successfully installed the company-mandated OKTA multi-factor authentication <laughs> on your person.
1: See you go, go, What are we supposed to do? <laughs> You, oh, you're, you're scaring the guy next to you. I'm scaring the old here. man. You're I'm sorry. Him. Sorry, He's sir. He's very frightened.
0: Uh, I want. I need to remind all of you of the need to have successfully installed the <laughs> company mandated OKTA multi-factor <laughs> authentication on your personal phones. In order to, I don't know. In order to establish VPN connections to access company resources on the LAN here, such as VX producer for the phones. If you have not yet enrolled in the OKTA and did not receive an enrollment email, please contact the support. And I'm well, like, that, yeah. Terry, I have no idea what in God's name you just asked yeah, well, me. what does
1: that mean? But he's got, you know what, Terry's got like 900 stations to run. He did not have time to go around uh, and hold everybody's hand. you got to take some responsibility for this. If, it's, it's not uh, gas and puck. It's puck and gas. You've got to figure out how this uh, works. I'm certainly not going to do if it. If
0: there's anyone on the text line, the Heritage Distilling text line, I mean, mm-hmm. I need a shot of BSB after reading that thing, and it understands at all what Terry Ryan, our engineer, just emailed us, yeah. uh, feel free to weigh in there at 49451 uh, because I, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I'm not all. sure. Hey, did you see the story? Uh, it just I think it just re- was released today. Greg Bishop wrote in Sports Illustrated about ah, Jake Locker, Jake Locker yeah. leaving the NFL. It's a really interesting story. Uh, that, that just came out yeah. i think it 's in this week 's magazine and it 's online if you want to go look at it, but Jake Locker, who just walked away from the n f l and a lot of people say, How on earth could he have done that i mean he wasn 't setting the world on fire but he 's pretty good he looks like, all right this guy 's going to yeah. have a uh, you know a nice at a minimum a ten year career as a backup if if not be a starter and he he 'd shown that he had some ability and and it it's, it's you, the two things that struck me, and his reasons were he had a, a somewhat of a religious awakening and decided he wanted to really put Jesus first in his life and his family right up there, too, and that, that there just wasn't room to do the football. But m- as much as that, he, he kind of just had lost the fire in his belly to play. And I, I bring this up, Puck, because it's been a few years and he's not coming back. I mean, his, he made a deal with his agent. He says, look, I, I, I don't ever call me. With an offer. I don't, and I'm a,
0: sure that even that he said that he's probably received some.
1: Ten. He's gotten, he ten different teams have inquired over the last couple of years. And, and so they, um, hey. you know, <laughs> the, the, the interesting thing <laughs> about this story to me is um, that it doesn't happen more often. That more guys don't well, lose it in all sports. Yeah. That they don't just lose the fire. I don't want to do well, this anymore. Let's pick
0: this back up after the break because I think it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting chat. Because I can't get over the guy that's trying to roll a a, a joint out there right now, sitting there in first. You average.
1: really are just distracted well, I can't today, help it. The you?
0: guy's rolling a joint right in front of me but? for God's sake! It's unbelievable, and he's pouring some of it out because he doesn't like some of the Mexi weed he's got there. It's well, unbelievable. That's
1: okay though. That's something you see in that's Seattle fine. nowadays. I, I love it's it. It's
0: great, but it's like it's just it distracted me because I think it's. There's a lot of people that, that I think a lot of players that stay because they feel like they have to. It, it somehow is, it, it justifies who they are. So right. they keep playing when they don't want to play anymore.
1: And he talked about that. That he, he, one of the things he did was he looked in the mirror and said, "Who am I? Am I just a football yeah. guy?" And that he decided, "No, I'm a lot more than that." And I'm just not going to prioritize football anymore, even though I have the talent, the skills, and the money earning ability to do so. It's a, it was, it's a curious decision, but it was for him. It seems like it must have been the right one because he seems very happy with All it.
0: Right, we'll talk about that. We'll also uh, we'll head out to First Avenue and take a hit off Rashard's pipe out there. <laughs> Northwest. Now back to Puck and the Gas Man on your home for Seattle's best NFL draft coverage. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Welcome back to Jimmy's on first. Puck and Gas live here getting you set for the Mariners game coming up a little bit later. Craig Gask, outstanding comedian, will join us at the top of the hour lunch with listeners brought to you by Other Coast Cafe sandwich shop extraordinaire Around the Seattle area, Ballard, uh, Queen Anne, and Capitol Hill locations. Lunch over here at Jimmy's on first. Uh, looks great as well. The gentleman, the young man sitting next to me. Uh-huh. I tried to grab one of his sliders. He
1: didn't didn't think that was too funny. You're, you're really, you're, you've are you been an interesting mood. I don't think you've crossed the line, but you're, you're pushing the line now. Yeah. We do have major baseball news that we've talked about earlier. We yes. should recap. Uh, yet another Mariner injury. It is unbelievable this year. Okay. Rick Riz is going to have to miss the upcoming road trip to have surgery to repair a torn biceps tendon. <laughs> this is an injury suffered in the exact same uh, pickup basketball game where Dave Sims blew yeah. out his Achilles. Yeah, what serious injury. And, and, you know, I'm starting to wonder if this isn't some sort of a thing to get Brad Adam into the booth. I well, think Brad it, wants to do some baseball. Because Brad,
0: Brad, our weekly guest, uh, uh, he was in the basketball game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, was was Hay Goldie in the game too? We, I can't remember hey, if God, Hey Goldie hey, was hey, in it. Hey
1: Goldie was in it, but un- well, un- unlike these other two guys, uh, Hey Goldie is somewhat of a, of a of a younger dude.
0: But do you know who also was in that game, too? I know for a fact that but Gary Hill was in the game, too. That's a now, good point. Now, yeah. Gary yeah. is now, because of the injury to Riz and the injury to Sims, now Gary, the, the fine, proud graduate of the Murrow School of Communication, where he and I just killed it on volleyball games in front of five people over there. Right, right. Uh, he is now the number one guy what if what if he comes up tomorrow my m c l you know or, is bothering me
1: and i 'm out or maybe i 'm pointing the uh, investigation and the accusatory finger at the wrong guy maybe it 's gary maybe it 's this actually makes much more sense brad adam i 'd like to apologize for implicating you in this, uh, but but I think maybe Gary is the guy. Doing it. But
0: two th- how quickly do you think the email was sent out uh, by, by Kevin Mather, no longer will we be playing pickup basketball <laughs> yeah. games on the road? How
1: about nobody leaves their room on the road? You, you go to the game, and you come home, and you sit in your room, and, yeah. and that's it. Nobody leaves to go anywhere. It's uh, it's amazing. So good luck to, to both Rizzy. who I'm oh. not sure when his surgery is. Sims is having his surgery today. Oh, my goodness. I'm mean, All of a sudden, I feel like I've plunged into the next stage of my life where I've got to call all my friends every day to see how they're doing yeah. physically. Yeah. Not hey, how's it going? It's hey, Graz. I hear they're putting a stint hey, in. Are what you okay? If they hey l- Sims, when's the surgery? Is that today? Hey Rizzy, how's your arm? It's like hey, I'm yeah. exhausted from calling on. I think these we guys. need
0: to go Travolta Bubble Boy here with Gary Hill. He yeah. needs to be in a bubble now for the for the until Riz can come back. It's, because uh, if
1: he goes down, who's up next? It, I, I don't know. But basically, they have three number ones really. I don't know who they'd say it, but but Rizzy, Goldie, and Sims. Yeah, and two thirds of that that. Team is down now, down for the count as they had to. You know Texas. what they should
0: do. This is a golden opportunity for marketing whiz Kevin Martinez. Mm-hmm. Let's pick a guy out of the crowd. Just pick your, somebody. Your chance to call a major league baseball game, sure. and if you're good enough, we'll give you a ten day contract to hey. call a game.
1: Hey. That's how our our friend Shannon Dreyer got his her start. That's what I was going to say, Shannon Dreyer. Most people know this. Won the hack contest here. We did a contest. Everybody thinks they can do our job, so we had a contest. Which everybody can. can. And this is like 20 years ago, and Shannon comes in. It's like, wow, she's really good. Yeah, better than she, everyone else. And then she gets an update gig, and then she ends up yeah. with, the, she's been with the Mariners now forever and ever, and she was just, just off the street. She was a barista, I want to say. Wasn't she a barista? Sure. That always sounds good. That yeah, works better. And, uh, and and she came in and got the gig. And So, yeah, so that's, that's not all that far-fetched.
0: I guarantee there's someone over there in the whatever they get to, 30,000 people they get today. I bet there's someone in there that can call a game. Sure there. Guarantee it. It's not. It's not that difficult. No, it's actually.
1: Actually, it's. I, I think it's.
0: I want to get the guy that we saw on the computer yesterday that involves the profanity. How about him?
1: Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I mean, I, I think a guy to, to throw two, out three pitches. I, I think it'd be fantastic. I, what I'd like to see today, though, is a a win. And even if it's not a win, how about be some hits and some runs? Let's get the offense going again. And all of a sudden, it feels like the offense has hit rock bottom, and it happened pretty quick. I mean, a week ago, we're all talking about, wow, look at this juggernaut on offense, and now all of a sudden, they can't score a run.
0: Can I? I, uh, I, It may have to be a new segment, Puck, you're an idiot, and then just dot, dot, dot. The, the, uh, when we had Nick Vincent on the uh, program earlier today, yeah. and someone said, did you really just ask if a good start is better than a bad start? Yeah, you did yeah. at
1: one point. But, but, it's okay.
0: Did, which is, you know what? Fair point. You're exactly right. Idiotic question. Yeah. I, I didn't exactly word it is how I wanted to word it. Right. The, the idea was when, when baseball guy tells me that the early games don't matter. Right. Don't right. worry about the early games, and right. I'm always like, "Well, they still count at the end of the year, don't they?" At the those end of the seven year, yes. losses aren't going anywhere.
1: They, they do. I mean, but it, it's, it was
0: a poor question, on my point. Yeah, I'm an idiot.
1: You might, maybe could have phrased it better, but that's okay. You've had, like I said, you had a lot of distractions today doing the show yeah. in a bar, and it, it's been it's been crazy for you. That's well, it's okay though.
0: Well, it's difficult. I mean, I've got a very attractive blonde that apparently I'm going to sit by today. I've got you know, I got old man Winter over here not letting me have a bite of his burger, and then I got <laughs> and then I got Hannibal Lecter, who I, if I don't treat him nice here, he may kill me. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm a little distracted. And there's a guy rolling a joint out here on first half or yeah. an accidental.
1: There, there, there's all that. There's a professional comedian getting ready to join us yes. for our next segment. You want to make him laugh, otherwise you'd think, I'm not funny. Yeah, I'm that, not worthy. There of- is
0: a lot of pressure with him listening on the headphones. Like, you got to be kind of be funny. Does he find us funny? Is he now just giving me a
1: courtesy laugh? He's checking his watch every 20 <laughs> seconds going, God, what the hell am I doing here? This is the worst news yet.
0: I got an idea. So, in the text line. Let's say, um, uh, you know, they, they need help. I mean, shoot. Sorry, Rip City's about to be out of this thing.
1: Get Collabro on the blower. Collabro on,
0: but I do like our idea of, of fairly.
1: Yeah, I, I I think I like fairly too. I don't think Kevin would do baseball, and I, and I know I know that Kevin will never again do soccer. <laughs> because he did soccer the yeah. one year, and he just got fricasseed, and, he, uh, and yeah. it's one of my favorite quotes in my Sounders book is from Kevin where he says, my, my Sounders career does not appear on my resume tape, nor shall I ever do soccer again. And he said yeah, that. He, he, he said it. In a self-deprecating way, yeah. not in a I hate soccer" way. He just realized hey, it's tough when you haven't done a sport and you don't. You know, it, it's tough to just. Do people think you can slide in and do anything? It's, it's, it's. There's I think an soccer
0: would be massively difficult to do well, on radio. You know who? I think it's probably the most, and hockey.
1: In that same conversation, Arlo White said to me, Arlo, who was the great Sounders announcer for a couple of years before they brought in Ross. Um, Arlo said, "Look." I, I know basketball. I kind of know what the point is. I could do a basketball game, but he goes, but I didn't grow up playing it. I don't know the lingo. And people would ascertain very quickly this guy doesn't really know the sport. Right. And I think that's what, you know, with, with Kevin, and it was an interesting thing with Kevin. What they learned, they learned a lot from Kevin. They learned how smart this market was about soccer. And they're like, hey, we've got to get, right. you know, we can't. Kevin's name helped them at first, it really helped get sure. them. But they quickly realized we got to have a guy who really knows what's going yeah. on here because, because our fans are going to demand it, rightfully yeah. so. They're demanding someone who knows the sport, and, and that's where they've gone since then. So, But Kevin could do baseball. I think, I think when the Blazers are done, I think Kevin... You know, it'll be vacation time. It'll be Chelan, chelan time. Chelan time. He'll be after Cocktails, chelan. And,
0: cocktails and Chelan. Comedian yeah. uh, Craig Gas is going to join us coming up next. Lunch with listeners brought to you by Other Coast Cafe. We'll get to the locker stuff probably at uh, 1230. I do want to touch in on that On that great story by uh, Greg Bishop of uh, Sports Illustrated. Headlines, then Lunch with listeners.